Candy. Hi. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> Your weekly sweet treat of music stories and tales and good shit. <laughs> I don't know. I just I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything on the fly. I need to start thinking about this before we start. Yeah, you need to write this down. No, I'm not. I'm never I'm never going to do it. No. Nope. Not doing it. Because I like to do things impromptu, much like the people we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. Mm. True. Part two of Norwegian death metal. Black metal. Fuck! Black. You fucked it up already. <sighs> I'm just gonna keep drinking. You just tell God me what to do. It. God damn it, Maggie. <sighs> Sorry. This is I why we up. can't have nice this things. This is why we can't have nice things. It's mostly my fault. <laughs> but we do have one nice thing. This week we are drinking some Helderberg Meadworks Feral. It's mead. We're drinking fucking straight up mead because we're Vikings. Delicious. It's it's dangerous. And it's appropriate because the label very much has a Viking holding up a boar's head. Yeah. Severed boar's head. Yeah. So yeah. we're going gonna to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Later. Pretty, it works real good. <laughs> it does. This works real good. <laughs> and it's fucking delicious. And Helderberg Mead Works is local to yeah. us. Yeah. Fucking go local mead. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Go local mead team. Make the mead. Form of mead. <laughs> this is real good. Fuck. I'm going to put this down. It is. It, I mean, if you don't know, mead is a rather strong beverage. Yeah, this shit's 13%. It, but it also, it, I feel like it must just be like the honey or something. It just hits you a lot quicker than beer or wine Because does. it's fucking delicious and it's really easy to drink. So you drink a lot of it and then 20 minutes later you're like, oh shit. This shit goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. Speaking of smooth, let's get into it. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, okay. So last week was part one. And when we last heard from these guys, Faust had just murdered a man in Lilyhammer. Yeah. Um, and proved himself to be the dickest of dicks. And then he, Euronymous, and Varg immediately burned down another church. Because why not? You, you stab a man, burn down a church. Logical. Yes. Logical next step. I mean, it seems more like a de-escalation, but whatever. <sighs> At this point, like, whatever. Sure. Just another Thursday night in the hood. <laughs> the hood of Norway? <laughs> yes! Norhood. Do they have hoods in Norway? I don't... Actually, no. I doubt it. Um, apparently in Oslo they did. Oh, okay. According according to Varg. Oh, I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, can we call this episode According to Varg? Because I'm gonna say that a lot. Well, I'm gonna start drinking. (laughs) Drinking game. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I say According to Varg... You should drink. You should drink. (laughs) So at this point, the Norwegian black metal scene really started to pick up steam. It was chugging along. It was was getting there. It was a little engine that could. Yeah. Like you do. And they were getting a lot of press by now because of Dead Suicide, uh, their ridiculous stage shows, their heavy sound, and also because of them spewing satanic affirmations left and right. And in part to the church burnings, but technically nobody really knew... Who was doing this? Yeah, at this point, they still didn't know who was doing the burnings. They just knew that they were happening. Everybody was kind of suspecting the black metal scene had something to do with it, Mm. but nobody was really saying yes or no. We did it. We didn't do it. Right. 
Um, but magazines started writing articles about Euronymous and Varg, who kind of both became the main movers in the scene. The Beavis and Butthead to the movement, if you would. <laughs> that is pretty perfect. Right? Score one for me. They really are the Beavis and Butthead, except Beavis and Butthead were way cooler than these guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Once the British metal magazine Kerrang! did an article on the scene in March 93, shit kind of started to explode. The article was tabloid-esque and completely sensationalized the scene and the lurid events surrounding its members. But more importantly, the article has a lot of quotes from Varg and Euronymous that strongly allude to the idea that black metal scene was involved with the church burnings and oh. some other crimes happening in Norway at oh. the time. Basically, there was a lot of strong evidence that these guys were behind the arsons, and they're not exactly denying it, while at the same time not coming out and admitting it, cultivating this mystery that added to the brutality of yeah. the scene. That sounds about right. Even bigger and more controversial than the Kerrang! article was another article printed in the, I'm probably butchering this, the Bergen's Tidenda. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> sure. But it's one of the biggest newspapers in Norway. It was basically uh, the the official newspaper of um, the city of Bergen. Norway News. Uh, pretty much. It's Happening like right now. Bergen's, Bergen News is pretty much what it is. With the help of a couple of friends, a reporter from the Bergen's Tidenda interviewed Varg for the article. And the jur journalist was reportedly threatened with being shot if he called the police after the interview. What? Okay. What the fuck were they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit. Stupid shit. So in the article, which was supposed to be anonymous, Varg goes only by the name of Count Grishnok, which, uh. side note, can we talk about how much these guys love Lord of the Rings? Yeah, let's let's have a chat about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm down with that. I am always up for a good conversation about Lord of the Rings. Um, but, like, I don't think they made it look good, though. No, they took, like, all of the bad parts of Lord of the Rings and really applied it to, to themselves. They're like, we're taking these real deep cuts yeah. and, and applying them to our lives as... <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. That's what they said. Wait, no, wait. So, wait, what They're is... all fucking Squizgar Squig. Yes! That's just what I'm assuming. Yes. I hope so. I hope they all are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Varg arguably looks kind of like him in that he's I mean, he's blonde. relatively blonde. I don't know. Dirty blonde. <laughs> I had a... <laughs> I had this, I told you about this, I had this horrible dream the other night. Yes. Where I was dating Varg. Because I'm... It's still hilarious. It's it's terrifying, actually. <laughs> but I was dating Varg, and everyone, all of my friends were like, why are you with this guy? He's kind of a racist asshole. And my defense was, he's only racist when he's in public. <laughs> Oh, he's real in, nice when he's in, in private. private. He doesn't talk about that stuff. And everyone's like, that still makes him a racist. That actually makes him a worse racist. It should be opposite. And that would make him like, you're racist. Yeah. But I guess you know how to read a room. I guess. <laughs> and then I was like, but he's really sweet to his kids. Because I had just watched one of his dumb YouTube blog videos. Oh, did you fall down the rabbit hole? I did. No. It was bad. Because every time I looked in the suggested videos and 
like it just got deeper and deeper and worse and worse. And I'm oh like, God. but 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 I have to I have to watch this. I can't just stop. One, won't stop. Just one more. Just one more. Oh no! But there was one where he was talking about uh fucking Fenris from Dark Throne, and he had his kid with him in the video, and was like freely admitting that he murdered Euronymous. With his child, hey, like spoilers. That, sorry, everybody knows. Come on, no, not everybody knows. <laughs> but like freely talking about all the crimes that he committed and everything, and his kid is just trotting around, like having a good time. How picks old is him his up. Kid? It was a little little kid, like a couple years old. Yeah, I murdered some peeps. Oh, you want your little Thomas the Tank Engine? And then he picks Choo-choo. up the kid, and the kid's talking to him in Norwegian, and he's like, he wants his mom, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, yeah, because God! didn't murder anyone. <laughs> Probably. Uh, as far as we know. Mother did not murder anyone. But anyway, I was watching that, and then I went to bed, and then I immediately had this horrible dream of where I was dating Varg, and my defense was he was really nice to his kid. I'm like, no, this is bad. That's not even, that's not even a defense. That's, it makes it worse, because yeah. I don't like kids. Right? God. Anyway. Dating the guy with kids. Anyway, anyway, that was super sidetracked. Um, doubling back, these guys really like Lord of the Rings. Yes, <laughs> and he he nicknamed himself Count Grishnok, and Grishnok was uh, an orc captain, yes. I believe, from Mordor. I believe you are correct. Look, I'm I'm a filthy casual next to you as far as Lord of the Rings knowledge. Yeah. I'm a filthy casual because I never read the books. I read The Hobbit, but you didn't read the books. I can't read those. Oh. Yo, Tolkien gets real fucking just dense. Oh, yeah. Dense, I can't do dense it. Dense and dry. I can barely read, like, a I mean, Dr. Seuss book. Like, I just don't read. Some, sometimes Game of Thrones is hard to get through. Yeah. And if you can't really get through Game of Thrones, you're not getting through I Tolkien. Can get, I can get through Game of Thrones. So okay. I don't know what my problem is. I mean, what book was it? Book four was really fucking dry. Oh, that Feast, book four Feast for was Crows. like reading, you know, The Real Housewives of... Westeros, but if if like the most monotone person in the world was narrating it, and just it was just it was horrible. Um, But that's pretty much Tolkien. Yeah, is just really dry, really boring, and rambling. Yeah, so rambling. Tolkien speeds are either. I'm going to talk about this like real quick, real short, like The Hobbit, where I'm like, no, I actually wanted more detail. Or it's you wanted more detail, huh? Here's all the details. Sit down. Let me tell you a story <laughs> about a man named Tom Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, you want a little bit more of the mystery of, of Middle Earth? Oh, I'll give it to you. Oh, we'll give it to you. Open up. Let's waste about three chapters. Not waste. Tom Bombadil is a lovely man, and he's very important to the story. <laughs> he's a beloved character. Yes, he is. But they spent too much time with Tom Bombadil. But anyway. Again. Again. We really, we really strayed. Sorry. Again. Sorry about that. So, yeah, like... But you needed that Lord of the Rings background. Yeah. he Varg was really into Lord of the Rings. Um, again, Fenris from Dark Throne has a side project called Isengard. Nice. And the, yeah, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings I references. They got a bunch of hobbits up in there. No. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Legolas. <laughs> anyway. So in this article, he, he went by the name Count Grishnok. 
he said that the black metal scene takes responsibility for the church fires and he knew who killed the man in Lilyhammer. Doesn't come out right and say he did it. Right, right. But he also claimed that they worshiped the devil and that they wanted to, quote, overthrow the forces of good in Norway and slaughter innocent rabbits. He also gave details about the church arsons that weren't released by the police, giving credence to his claims. So while Euronymous thought he had grand plans to spread evil to the masses, it was actually Varg's interview in this newspaper that set their notoriety in stone. Everyone read this newspaper and the article was absolutely sensational. If people weren't totally fascinated by it, then they were definitely disgusted and definitely terrified. Wow. Because you have all of these, like, privileged privileged little brats running around burning shit and, like... You're probably like, how the fuck do we stop them? Right. If you're just, you know, Joe Schmo in Norway or Bjorn Schmo (laughs) in Norway... (laughs) Yes! Bjorn Schmo. (laughs) Bjorn Schmo. Then uh, you're, you're probably pretty terrified. Yeah. You know? And also, if you have teenagers, there's a good possibility that they might be influenced by these people and join join some satanist cult right who knows that makes sense um but granted varg fully admits that he exaggerated a lot of what he said in the article and even goes so far as to say he was joking the whole time Hmm. this is one of those instances where you can't believe a fucking thing varg says right and actually when i was writing my notes for this i realized something terrifying I was like, this whole time, everything that I've heard or heard Varg say, the way he talks, the way he's so persuasive, even though you know that everything that he says is garbage, right? he has this weird way of kind of making you question if it actually is bullshit or not. Oh, jeez. And then I was thinking about him like, this dude is exactly like Donald Trump exactly like donald trump oh, like God. flip-flop and you can't help but watch him and listen to him yeah because you're just so dumbfounded that somebody is this fucking stupid and yet somehow like he's very convincing so you wonder like are you really smart or are you really dumb exactly which is it he is exactly and we'll never know. exactly like donald trump that's terrifying that is and, terrifying. And on top of that, he's Donald Trump, who is outwardly racist and a neo-Nazi. You is know, though, is that worse? Because, <laughs> and hear me out, hear me out. Donald Trump is a racist, but doesn't think he's a racist. Yeah. At least Varg is like, nah, I'm a total racist. Yeah, and at least- I can kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say I can respect, but at least I can take solace in knowing that he's not- lying when he says he's a racist that's the one thing he doesn't lie about there we go that he's a racist yeah cool although i i fully suspect he would not consider himself a racist he would probably just consider himself to be like a true born norseman descendant and therefore better than everybody else so i hit that level that you just hit right now of being terrified by him right like what which is it right my god absolutely terrified so naturally he claims a lot of what he said in the article was misquoted or taken out of context um he would also claim that the journalist uh snitched on him but of course he would say those things because the idiot got arrested before the article even came out wow 
They were on it. Like, oh, oh, shit, oh, we gotta arrest them. Gotta arrest them. So at the same time, Burzum's mini album, Asuka, was released. Uh, Varg had printed a ton of promotional flyers, proudly displaying the same photo of the burned up remains of the Fantoff stave church that was in the album sleeve. Oh, damn. Cops put two and two together <laughs> and realized Varg was probably the culprit in a lot of the recent black metal crimes. You don't say. Mm, you think? <laughs> At least somebody around here is fucking smart. And even though he didn't use his real name in the article, the cops were smart enough to figure out that it was Varg, and they found him by going to the address printed on the Burzum flyer because the moron put his home address on it. Oh my god. That's <laughs> delightfully stupid. <laughs> and by now, once Varg got arrested and it was national news, um, by now, by this time, Norwegian black metal was legit. They right. were known all over the world, but were absolutely notorious in Norway at this point. But personalities would soon, soon start to clash and rifts would start to surface. Oh. By the way, um, he was arrested. Yeah. And they held him for a while. They questioned him and they brought in a bunch of his friends and stuff, other people in the black metal scene mm -hmm. and questioned them. But they determined that they didn't have enough evidence to prosecute anybody. So he was let go. Yeah, I mean, I guess. These rifts that were that were cropping up everywhere. For starters, there was the Swedish-Norwegian Nor rivalry. Oh, yeah. Uh, the black metal scene in both countries had always been in contact, and at the very least, they tolerated each other. But they still had a rivalry because both scenes kind of wanted to be it. Right. Uh, Swedes were jealous that the Norwegians were getting all the cred for the black metal scene, and the Norwegians seemed to egg them on with their arrogant attitudes. That sounds about right. Uh, but inside the Norwegian scene, Varg and Euronymous kind of had their own rivalry going. They started out as friends, but by the end, they were not friends. And actually, it was more like outright hate towards each other. Oh, they were like frenemies? Not even. Like, oh, no. Like they, <laughs> they hated each other, and they both knew it. Oh, um, according to Isan of Emperor, Varg and Euronymous each thought the other was an asshole and each wanted to be the sole leader of the scene. Egos were just way overinflated, especially in Varg's oh. situation. Yeah. Because again, I'm pretty sure Euronymous was just an idiot who thought he was probably owed to be the leader of the scene. Well, uh, yeah, Euronymous had started it. Right. But... A lot he doesn't of, seem like the type who can hold on to something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. He was <laughs> like, not... He was... I feel like he was kind of a fragile dude and, like, yeah. kind of didn't really know what the fuck he was doing. Like, he had all of these plans and he, he wanted to, you know, get Death Like Silence productions nationwide and, like, make it really big. Yeah. And do all these things and release all these albums and sign all these bands. And he just didn't know how to do it. And he kept kind of fucking it up because he was, like, squandering money. Like, all the money that they would make off of releasing these albums and selling them. He's kind of just fucking around with it. And that's why, parents, you don't just give your kids money. You right. teach them what money is and how to use it. Right. Um, so this was mid-1993. They were in the midst of a media storm. While Death Like Silence Productions was taking off, Euronymous actually had to shut down Helvetta the record shop that served as the de facto headquarters for the black metal scene. Oh, no. 
uh, Euronymous's parents were enjoying all the publicity and the police attention the shop and their son were getting, so they forced Euronymous to shutter its doors. Oh my god. His parents told him to close it down. Guys, I've got two close shops. <laughs> Mom's, Moms and dads Mom's, don't like it. Mom's real mads at me. <laughs> I got the grounded. Dude, aren't you like 23? <laughs> and this was a point of contention for Varg. He would often bring up the fact that Euronymous, for all his talk of being super metal and fucked up, would always do what his parents told him to do oh instead God. of adhering to the evil image he attempted to cultivate. <laughs> you know what? That's legit. That's pretty legit. Because if you think about it, I mean, he's still, he's like, uh, I think like 25 or something right. at this point. Not even 25, maybe. But he's he's in his early to mid-twenties. Yeah. And he's young, but he's not young. And he's still, like, just hanging around in this record shop, squandering money, like... From his parents. From oh his parents. God. So, so for instance, Varg got pissed off at Euronymous once because he wore a white sweater in a newspaper article and immediately apologized for it, saying his parents made him wear it. Wait, why can't he wear a white sweater, though? Because that's not black metal. Wait. That's not the, wait. That's not what the scene that they're trying to cultivate. So, like, wearing a white sweater isn't evil. <laughs> and then if you wear that white sweater in a picture in a newspaper article, that's that's killing the scene. That's, like, that's not adhering to the to the black metal culture that Euronymous was trying to There's There's so create. many layers of lame to this. Yeah. A, who gives a fuck what shirt you wear? Right. B, it just be like, I don't know, my, my blacks were all dirty, so all I had left was whites. <laughs> it's laundry stays. <laughs> nah, oh, mom's one that lets me wears it. She said, whites looks nicer on you. <laughs> Your complexions. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't white just wash him out? Oh, yeah. He should have worn black. <laughs> As we talked about last time, this wasn't the first time Var got pissed off at Euronymous's fashion choices <laughs> and went off sometimes about Euronymous's penchant for wearing crop tops. You know what, though? I still stand by it. Euronymous could pull off a nice crop top. <laughs> but Varg said he couldn't stand seeing Euronymous's gut hanging over his pants anymore. <laughs> Which, if you don't like, body shame him, Varg, stop it. Hieronymus is a, he was a tiny guy. Yeah. He wasn't very tall. He was skinny. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, Varg. Oh my God, now I'm going to be really self-conscious the next time I put on a crop top. <laughs> Except I'm not, because I'm just going to get drunk I and mean, not care. Just because somebody didn't have the the Lady Claire all hair that Varg had doesn't mean right. he has to body shame anybody else. Stop it, Varg. God damn it. <laughs> He does grow a good beard, though. He, I will give him that. He does. He grows a beard that any white supremacist would be envious of. That is true. <laughs> it's a very white supremacist he kind of beard. He looks real white supremacist. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> on top of this petty shit, Euronymous owed Varg a lot of money for Burzum royalties. Oh, yeah. And he owed other bands a lot of money, too. Oh, yeah. He, he don't fucked up. Yeah, he really fucked that up. Um, everyone kind of agreed that Euronymous was a terrible businessman and couldn't handle money for shit, 
So this is really no surprise. No. Even though the records were selling, he was supposedly squandering the money on other things and not properly doling out the royalties like he should. Like more crop tops and some Pantene Pro-V to get that Varg-style hair. According to Varg, he was wasting all of his money on Diet Cokes and kebabs that he would get from the Pakistani shop down the street. Yo, kebabs are like... Kebabs are fucking delicious. But they're like $2. He's wasting all of his money on Diet Cokes and kebabs. Kebabs. Well, that's what... I think we're like the only country that calls them kebabs. Everywhere else they're like, kebabs. And I'm like, what? But I I feel like I sound so weird saying kebabs. Oh, that's I feel like I'm saying... I'm making fun of it when I say kebabs. That's kind of why I'm saying it like that. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Oh, I want some kebabs. Oh, I want a kebab. Oh, fuck. Some nice souvlaki. Oh, Be fucking God. delicious. Some falafels. <laughs> anyway. God damn it. So it seems pretty clear to me that Varg wanted to be the leader of the scene. And of course, the best way to claim that spot and also up your score on the evil meter yep. was to kill off the guy currently sitting at the top as if this shit works like the actual Vikings TV show. Cause that's what they do in the I Vikings mean, TV show. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a show yet. Oh, oh man. No. Varg must've like been jizzing his pants when that show came out. He was, he probably refuses to watch it because it's all factually wrong. This isn't right. I'm not in it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Because then I wouldn't watch it. Fuck. Anyway. No matter the real reasons, at some point, Varg decided he had no other choice but to murder Euronymous. And on August 10th, 1993, he would do just that. I feel like bad for Euronymous. Because I think he had a lot of really good intentions, but he just fucked it up and everybody got pissed off at him for it. He's just like, he's that one guy... Like, um, he reminds me of, like, okay, like, in Making a Murderer, or even, like, with the West Memphis Three, he's the one whose IQ is really, really low, and he gets preyed on by the police, and then they force a confession out of him, and all he wants to do is go see WrestleMania. (laughs) That's what I kind of picture Euronymous to be like, except, like, really skinny at a crop top, and with a Norwegian accent. Yeah, he would be a John Cena fan, though. He probably would. Duck and jorts. No, actually, I think John Cena is more of a Varg kind of guy. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because that's real, like, he's a real, real tough big man. Yeah, he, yeah. Appeals more to the right-winged people of the conservative our nation. types. Yes, that's how I feel. Anyway. <laughs> it's not a wrong feeling. It's not a wrong feeling. Okay, so here is what happened with Euronymous's <sighs> murder. It's fucked up. The parts I'm going to talk about are how the prosecutors and Varg's friend that was his accomplice. Right. Because uh, he drove him there, right? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. Um, this is like the, the prosecutor's version of what happened. Oh, uh, to tell the court, like, this is what happened. Now you have to find him guilty. Right. Right. Um, and it's, it's, for the most part, it's taken as... This is probably what happened because you can't trust anything Varg says. True. So August 10th, 1993, Varg drove from his home in Bergen to Euronymous's apartment in Oslo, which is roughly a seven hour drive. What? This is, this isn't just, I'm taking the bus down the street. He got in a car and drove seven fucking hours Holy to this guy's house. shit. No, he was committed. He had intentions. I. Completely. I almost respect that. Yeah. 
Jesus. <laughs> I won't even drive a half hour for a concert sometimes. So I'm like, ugh, I'm so tired. That's a lot. That's Dude, a lot. Get, you get out late. We're old. We're old. Come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> so he was accompanied by his friend Snora Rooch. I don't oh my know, god, man. I wish that his... you could capture the look on my face that I'm giving you right now. What the... Okay. I'm... I... Does he have a fun Lord of the Rings nickname? Blackthorn. Ooh, okay. We're calling him Black It's not Thorn. Lord of the Rings, but it's Blackthorn. But it's it's easier than Snorlooch. Snorlooch? That's what I thought you said. Look, that's the best I could do. No, his first name is Snura. 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 Sure. Good enough. <laughs> Blackthorn. <laughs> I'm going to call him Snura because I like saying Snura. Um... Varg said his intention was to confront Euronymous about the missing royalties and demand he let him out of his contract with Deathlike Silence. He even brought a contract with him for Euronymous to sign. According to Varg, drank, he didn't want to kill Euronymous. He just wanted to get out of his contract and never speak to him again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's exactly what's gonna happen. Right? Yeah. No. But according to Snura, you can Snurry. drink. You can, you can still drink. <laughs> Snurry. And the prosecuting attorneys at Varg's trial, that's not how it went down at all. They claim that there was a third accomplice that stayed back in Bergen. Oh. Varg and Snura rented a movie that they had already seen, which is key, so they could, t- they could tell people Was it a plot. ridiculous movie? I don't know. I hope it oh, was some, fuck. like, horrible... Like teen movie from the eighties, Breakfast Club or some shit. I'm gonna, I'm really gonna try to look this up. <laughs> Maybe it was Purple Rain, and that'd be great. Oh, that would be great because I feel like I heard what the movie was too, and I don't remember. Yeah, so now me I'm too. Really curious. Oh, we'll have to look that. All right, up. Keep going. I'm I'm gonna look this up. Um, so he gave the movie to the third accomplice to play at Bart's apartment. <laughs> because you better make sure you play it so it's legit. Yeah. And Varg also gave his accomplice his ATM card and told him to take money out of his bank account in the middle of the night to make it look like they were in Bergen the whole time. In a truly hilarious blunder, uh, Varg left the wrong ATM card, so a withdrawal was never made. Right. Snura says that Varg persuaded him to come along and also be the driver because as Varg's, because according to Varg, drank, drank, (laughs) he was, quote, too famous to drive himself as everyone in Bergen and Oslo would recognize him if he was driving. So instead, Snura drove while Varg hid under a pile of t-shirts in the back seat. What? For seven hours? (laughs) Apparently for seven hours. You know what, though? I could probably take a nap in that. Yeah. I mean, t-shirts are comfy. Back when we used to live in Brooklyn, uh, sometimes if I was visiting my parents for the weekend and we had a car, we would do laundry 100% because it was free and I didn't have to walk down the street to do it. So we would come back with these bags of laundry and one time I was just taking a nap on them because it was really cozy. So you know what? That's not a bad choice, Varg. Now I understand why cats constantly knock over hampers and sleep on all the dirty clothes. Yeah, they're like, fucking comfy. Dirty clothes are the best. Yeah. So once they arrived in Oslo at three o'clock in the morning, Varg and Snura rang Euronymous's doorbell. Naturally, Euronymous didn't want to let them in, but for some reason he did. Wait, what time? What time was it? It was three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, no. Euronymous came to the door literally in his underwear. Was Euronymous like, mind you, all of this. 
this thing I'm about to lay out, picture Euronymous doing this in his tidy whities Because he was. <laughs> I should laugh. <laughs> but that's really funny. And, and of course, they're white. They're not black. Why don't you have black's underwears? He needs to be evils. All the way to your underwears. Wowie, mom said I can only wear white. <laughs> okay, Toki. Because, like, Euronymous would be Toki, really. He, he would be Toki in this whole situation. Yeah. And Varg would be Squid's Murder guard. face. Oh my. Just <laughs> be murdering. So, Varg went upstairs to Euronymous's apartment while Snura stayed outside smoking a cigarette. An argument ensued, and Varg stabbed Euronymous in the chest. In, in Euronymous's apartment. Yes. Varg would say his defense was that Euronymous attacked him first and it was self-defense. Oh, okay. First of all. Garbage. Probably didn't attack him first. But even if he did, yeah. why you can't push Euronymous right off yeah. of you? And still, like, his when he said that Euronymous attacked him first, he said Euronymous tried to kick him in the chest. And so apparently, your of course, your retaliation is going to be to stab him. What? Do, what? Why? Well, and if he went to stab you, or I'm sorry, if he went to kick you, you wouldn't stab him in the chest. You would have stabbed him in the foot or the leg. If he already had his knife in his hand. Right. If Euronymous kicked him and then he had to pull it out of his pocket, Euronymous's leg is presumably going to be down by I, that point. I, I guess, like, I'm just looking at this from all angles and, like... This 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 doesn't hold up so far. Not at all. Like, there's 20 reasons already why this doesn't hold up. And on top of that, Varg said numerous times that people told him Euronymous said that Euronymous wanted to kill Varg. And right. that he was going to. Clearly, this is a preemptive strike. Yeah. Although, Euronymous <coughs> wouldn't be able to kill. I don't think Euronymous and would be able to kill Varg at all. I wouldn't even try to. No, 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 no. Okay. Just, no. I just wanted to get that out of Not the way. Not unless he, like, hired a hitman. I can see him being a, a hired hitman kind of guy. Oh, maybe. He's got them parents' monies. Yeah, he doesn't have the record shop anymore. Gotta spend it somehow. So- a man can only own so many crop tops. <laughs> and eat so many kebabs. That is true. <laughs> so then Euronymous burst out of the apartment and ran down the stairs Varg chasing after him and stabbing him in the back multiple times. Euronymous fell when he got down to the first floor, and according to Varg, drink, drink, he stabbed him one last time in the head. Euronymous lay dying, and Snura and Varg ran back to the car and drove another seven hours back to Bergen. Like, was Snura just out there smoking a cigarette? He's like, just back up against the wall, and he hears this fucking commotion going on. He's just like, Yep, it's another Thursday night in the hood. <laughs> well, I think he said that he was he stayed outside smoking a cigarette and then he heard or he tried to go up into the stairwell and he heard all the commotion going on in right. Euronymous's apartment, saw Euronymous burst out of the apartment and run down the stairs. And as soon as Varg stabbed him one last time on the first floor, Snura ran outside and just got in the fucking car. And then Varg got in the car and they just bolted. Yeah, I can, I, I'm putting myself there and I'd probably shit my pants. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Not the hell I'm going to die on. Yeah. And also, nobody else saw any of this happen. I, I didn't, because I feel like I've heard in other retellings of this that, you know, he was 
trying to knock and ring doorbells, but just yes. no one. Everybody's like, nope. nope. It's three o'clock in the morning. And also, apparently, he lived in a bad neighborhood. Right. Or according to Varg, it was a bad neighborhood because black people live there. Uh. Um. So it's probably a perfectly fine neighborhood and people just don't answer screaming people ringing their doorbells frantically at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I hope they at least called. Because I certainly wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I would answer it, but I would at least call the popo. I might peek out my window after I've been paralyzed in fear for 10 minutes or so. Oh, I gotta die! (laughs) Get the fuck out of (laughs) here! So, nine days later, Varg was arrested in Bergen. Oh, wow. There is a rumor going around that Euronymous was killed by Swedish Satanists because they were envious of the more hardcore Norwegians, but the police were tipped off about Varg after interviewing a 16-year-old metal scene hanger-on named Ilsa, who confirmed that the Swedish-Norwegian feud had actually ended already. Wait, it, it ended? According to her, they, like, buried the hatchet. A while before Euronymous's uh, murder. Huh. But she was giving the police, like, kind of cryptic interview answers. Oh, she, she, she wasn't was coming like, straight out and saying, oh, no, I know what happened. But she was like, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. There ain't no more fight between Sweden and Norway. So, uh, yeah. And uh, check it. I know who killed Euronymous, and he's a big name in the scene, but I can't tell you what that name is. His name rhymes hint, with... Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. His name rhymes with Blarg. <laughs> that is a word. Which I believe is... Blarg. Isn't that like what, what uh, Charlie Brown says whenever Lucy takes the football from Blarg? In the Norwegian version of Peanuts, <laughs> he says Blarg. <laughs> It's Charlie Brown with corpse paint on. Blarg! <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Blarg. <laughs> but Varg was arrested, and his subsequent trial pretty much became a circus. Snora had also been arrested at the same time, as well as Faust, for his previous murder of Magna Andreasen. Like, that wait he did the year before that. Wasn't there another murder last year? Yeah. Let's arrest somebody for that, too. Yeah. Let's just get it all at taken least, care of. At least they got the right guys. Yeah, I'll take it. But the media really focused on Varg and turned him into a satanic monster. These tabloids had a fucking field day with this story, and Varg's antics didn't help. He was a real shit talker and a smartass during the whole trial. He was just... A real shit-nosed punk-ass bitch to everyone right. during the trial and, like, really tried to sensationalize everything. And He tried to make himself look like a bigger deal than he really was. It was a big deal, but he was trying to play up to this, like, evil persona. That's what I mean. That he yeah, was... like, that he was just this ultimate yeah. evil master. Yeah. I don't even know. King. Like, puppet master. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely trying to do that. So on May 16th, 1994, Varg was found guilty of Euronymous's murder, as well as the arson of three churches, the attempted arson of one other church, and theft and storage of over 150 kilograms of explosives, which he was found in possession of when he was arrested, as well as about 3,000 rounds of ammunition. Jesus Christ! Because he was planning on blowing something up. Uh, it was like a... A left wing headquarters. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was pretty close to doing it. Like, if they had arrested him 
or if they didn't arrest him that day, he probably would have done it the day after. Yeah. And at this point, we know he's going to do it because if you're going to drive seven hours out to murder someone, you're committed. And at this point, apparently, if you murder somebody the next day, you have to do something equally as ridiculous. Yeah, apparently. That's that's their thing, I guess. Murder plus arson <laughs> equals life goals? <laughs> sure. If you're really bored, I guess. I guess. Anyway. You're just a shit person. <laughs> Um, so he was sentenced to 21 years in prison, which is Norway's harshest punishment for murder. Snura was sentenced to eight years as an accomplice to murder. So now the Norwegian black metal scene was leaderless. His actual leader was dead, and the man that would have taken his place was jailed for his murder. Right. But that didn't stop the scene, and it definitely didn't stop the drama and crime that it had become so well, no- well known for. Wait, what? It didn't? No, not but, at all. But the problem children are gone. It should but all they're be all now, problem right? children. What? It's just that the leader of the problem children had gone away. So arguably, they're in even more chaos than they were before. No, it was not. kind of like everybody is just kind of doing their own thing now, and especially now that their music had become more popular, everybody was doing world tours at this point. Um, they were playing in England, around Scandinavia. I don't think they would come to the U.S. for a pretty long time. Yeah. Because we were real fucking slow on that bandwagon. Yeah. We were like Japan was with 80s music. Yeah. And that <laughs> they didn't realize 80s music was a thing until like 2002. And they're still stuck in it. You know what? I it. kind of still am too. I went back to it for sure. Yeah. I'm all about it now. You know, real quick, I was thinking, oh man, but like if Varg was in America, he wouldn't stand a chance. But then I really started to think about it because we're saying how he does have this way of talking where you're never really sure what he means. Mm-hmm. And some people can really interpret that as charismatic. Like, I feel like it makes some people uneasy, but makes other people really intrigued enough to be like, nah, I'm going to follow this guy, see where he goes. Well, I mean, so he actually might do pretty good in the pr- system, the prison system here. He would really like the prison system here because when he was held in jail in Norway for the first time he was my arrested. God, did he have to be near a black person? Probably. My God. But um, he after he came out, he was quoted as saying that Norway's prison system was kind of a joke and it wasn't anywhere near as harsh as it should be. And basically people need to be tortured and punished. Oh, okay. And, and all that. I'm just like, really? Come to America. You know what? Yeah. Spend a year in jail here. Yes, please. You know what? Why don't you go to North Korea for jail for a little bit? You know what? Even sure worse. You do real good there. Even worse. Why don't we throw you in an, like a psychiatric hospital mm. back in like the 60s and 70s and see how you do that? Mm. We'll, we'll see. We'll get back to you about sure that. Sure, you love it. So the church fires continued and even escalated after Varg's imprisonment. Oh. On the day of his sentencing, even... Two churches were set on fire in a symbol of support. Jesus, that's some crazy support. In all, there were 44 church fires between 1992 and 1995. That's not very many years. No. Because I math well. I don't, but I still (laughs) believe that. (laughs) According to the the Kripos, Norway's version of the FBI, um, in all the arson cases that were solved... There was a black metal Satanist behind it, and the church burnings didn't stop in the 90s, and they still continue today. What? 
Yeah, and not just in Norway, it's in Sweden. I'm sure there's some in Finland and Denmark and wherever black metal is. Sweden's like, we'll fucking show you we're metal too. Yep. We're going to take it back. We're taking back the mantle. (laughs) Fuck you guys. We're going to set shit on fire. And they did. And they did. The whole fucking world. (sighs) Cool. Cool, guys. But it's not just church arson that continues to contribute to the Norwegian black metal legacy. Murder, suicide, and mayhem continue still. I'm going to tell you about some of them. Ooh. Because they're like juicy stories. Buckle up, fuckaroos. (laughs) Seriously. So one famous case is that of Gall, the former frontman of the band Gorgoroth, who has twice been convicted of kidnapping and assault. Holy shit. This guy is fucking terrifying. There is a very short, like, 30-minute Vice documentary on YouTube about him. Oh. And it's kind of funny, but also fucking terrifying, because (laughs) these uh, reporters from Vice go to Norway to Gall's house and stay there to, like, interview him and spend time with him. And he terrifies the shit out of them because he's a very intense, terrifying, scary kind of guy. Yeah. And he's he was really nice, but there's just, there's some things you just don't say to Gall. Right. And they were like, they they pushed that line a little bit. Ooh. And you can tell there were some points when he was just like, don't fucking ask me that. Or like, don't, ah. don't fucking say that to me. But like, first of all, he's a very intimidating black metal guy. Also, interestingly enough, one of, if not the only original black metal band members in the whole Norwegian scene to be openly gay. Huh. It's it seems completely contradictory to everything that the scene is about. Yeah, because so many people in the scene are super homophobic. He's openly gay, and as far as I can tell, nobody really gives him shit for it. Well, if he's that intense, why would you? He's fucking intense. Yeah, he looks like the kind of guy you could sit down and have a glass of really nice wine with and enjoy the evening, and then go home and be totally fine. But also, the entire time in the back of your head, you're like. He could fucking murder me and nobody would ever know. Yeah. Like, just snap his fingers. Yeah. I'm dead. But, but the, the Vice documentary is really good. They go to his his house, and I believe it's, if it's not the house he grew up in, it's definitely the town he grew up in. Mm-hmm. And he's taken them to, like, his old schoolhouse, and he, like, went to school with five other children. Oh, wow. And that's it. He lives in the middle of nowhere in the mountains in Norway. I'm sure it's very picturesque. It's beautiful, but he also brings them on a hike, like a completely impromptu hike that they did not plan for. Oh, no. And Because he wanted to show them like a fucking shack that his grandparents built on the top of a mountain. <laughs> and when I say the top of a mountain, I mean the top of a fucking mountain. They're like going to one of the tallest mountains in the Adirondacks during like fall. Oh, no. Time. It's snowing. Oh, no. It's super windy. It's terrible. And all of these guys from Vice are like, we don't know what to do because we're not prepared for this, but you don't say no to Gaul. You don't say no to Gaul. <laughs> yeah. And one of one of the reporters is just like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but you should watch it. Well, we'll have to post it because... Yeah, it's... 
he's he's a really intense guy, but also fascinating to watch. Right. Uh, he's not in jail. Not anymore. But he was. So to give you an idea of how fucked up these guys, these Gorgoroth guys are, mm-hmm. Gorgoroth once played a show in 2004 that would have made an evangelical preacher fucking clutch his pearls in agony. Oh my god. The show, which was in Poland, featured nude models covered in blood hanging from crucifixes, alive, like live ones, uh... um, impaled sheep heads around the stage and satanic symbols everywhere and the it was more sensational than their shows usually are because they were filming it for a live dvd okay but the police investigated the band after allegations of religious offense and animal cruelty were brought up but the band was never charged for anything okay because apparently in poland Religious offense is a punishable crime. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know exactly if that means Christian religious offense or just, or any... just any religious offense. Yeah, that's... I don't know. Mm, okay. But, I mean, it was a legendary show. Very legendary. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those ones I'd walk in and I'm like, I don't know if I should be in awe of this or terrified. Yeah. And I think the police confiscated all of the video from it for a long time. So I don't think it was released until like 2009. Oh, wow. Ish. Something like that. Shit. Or 2012. Something like that. Way later than when they recorded it. Yes. Years. Years later. So in one of these instances where Gall was thrown in jail, a dude at a party that Gall was attending said something that he didn't like. Okay. I don't know what. Who knows? So Gall knocked the guy out, tied him up repeatedly hit him, squeezed his balls. Oh my god, what? <laughs> while singing Norwegian lullabies. What? This is how terrifying this guy is. He also collected the guy's blood into a cup, drank it, and forced the guy to drink his own blood. He would later say he only collected the blood in the cup to prevent it from spilling all over the carpet. He would end up spending one year in prison for this incident. Just one. You know, to be honest, kind of surprised it was that long. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, like, come on. You're like, I killed somebody eh, 14 years. You're fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know? So <laughs> yeah. it's like a year for beating someone up and drinking their blood. Oh, wow. I, I figured they would just give him a slap on the wrist. Like, that don't stew us again. <laughs> Dumbass. Dumas. <laughs> Gaul's Gorgoroth bandmate in Furnace is also known for his crimes. I'm sorry, what was his name? Infernus. Like, in a furnace? As in Inferno. But Infernus. But in in a dude. In a furnace. Sure. He's in a furnace. <laughs> his bandmate, in a furnace. <laughs> but this time the crime would be rape. First Ugh, instance of rape. On. Hooray. Come on. He was accused of raping a woman at an after party in 2003 and was convicted in 2005. However, he appealed in 2006, his defense being that he was so drunk he didn't remember raping anyone. You know, maybe she just shouldn't have been wearing a dress. Maybe she shouldn't have been drinking. Yeah, it's really her fault, not his fault. Yeah, how is he to know she wasn't asking for it? Dick. Uh... 
But anyway, he won the appeal. Of course he did. And get he got his charge changed from rape to aggravated sexual assault slash gross negligent rape. How much is gross? <laughs> really gross. And he only served four months in jail. Again, kind of impressed that it was that long. I Look, my level of standard for Norway at this point is real low. Real low. I can't help but be reminded. I think it was better than that Brock piece of shit. I was just going to say, this really reminds me of Brock Turner. Like, I'm surprised he didn't just get probation and was like, don't. He was on the swim team! (laughs) He was a white man with a very promising future. He just had, he made a mistake. He didn't mean to get drunk. He didn't realize what alcohol was. Oh, fucking, I'm just getting angry now. Gotta love the legal system. As long as you're a white man. So one Come of the, for me. <laughs> um, in one of the most famous crimes from, it's actually outside of the Norwegian black circle, but it still involves black metal. Okay. Uh, it happened in Germany in 1993, actually before Euronymous was murdered. Oh, okay. Three members of the neo-Nazi band Absurd, all of whom were 17 years old at the time, murdered a 15-year-old boy. The three members of the band... Hendrik Mobus, Sebastian uh, Schauschild. I think I said that right. <laughs> my German teacher is screaming right now. Oh, my God. Um, and Andreas Kirchner had a fascination with the Norwegian black metal scene and, of course, Satanism. And their classmate, Sandro Bayer, admired them and wanted to be part of their social circle. But the three 17-year-olds didn't like Sandro and conspired to murder him. <sighs> cool guys. Yeah, right. Cool guys. So they lured Sandro to a house in the woods under the guise of having a discussion to smooth things over between Sandro and the band. But things would go very badly when Sandro tried to leave and the boys ended up strangling him to death with an electrical cord. What the fuck? They said that it was an accident, which it's... I didn't mean to strangle him. I just wanted to strangle him. Yeah. They just Fuck. Want, they just wanted to make him like pass out or scare him, but they ended up fucking killing him. No, you you murdered him. You murdered him. You wanted to murder him. They left his body in a shed for three days, <gasps> and when the police started looking for Sandro, they moved the body to an excavation pit not far from the house where he died. Naturally, the body was found almost immediately, and the trail led directly to Hendrik, Sebastian, and Andreas. It was actually just a blood trail that just constantly That's followed what them I was... around and like, shit, shit! <laughs> just kick it away. Just get it out of here. Wasn't us. I know that that blood trail looks real bad on us, but it wasn't us. It wasn't us. The media went nuts for this story and immediately linked it to Satanism and the black metal scene. Which, uh, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong at all. Sometimes you want to be like, that's wrong. But this time you're like, mm, that's not wrong. Yeah. Even though the three boys never really said black metal influenced the killing, everyone believed that it did anyway. Because they were in a black metal band, of right. course, you know? And I mean, they were heavily influenced by it as people. Right. So, there you go. I mean, I feel like most teenagers are very heavily influenced by the music that they grow up listening oh, to. yeah. And granted, nobody was telling me to go kill people. Yeah. But... Still, music really influences the people you hang out with, the mm-hmm. clothes that you wear, the things you say, the way you act, everything. So, oh, you look at pictures of me from high school, you're like, oh boy. That girl listened to corn and thought she could skateboard. 
Them jinkos, oh, they tell a lot. They do. They don't lie. Especially when you cover them with patches of your favorite bands. Oh, and that was anime. that was my backpack. Yeah, I ha- I got an LL Bean backpack. Yeah, fuck yeah. And you know how you could get your initials mm-hmm. like monogrammed on it. Well, I got um, the word evil. Oh, my God. Your and mom I, was so cool to let you have that. Oh, I bought it myself. No, though. my mom would have seen that and been like, you can't have that. Yeah. My mom helped me dye my hair blue for the first time. So my mom said, Thanks, you mom. can't dye your hair. <laughs> Why? I, I, I grew up in a you know fucking Irish Catholic family. So... Just so you know, all three of these guys were released on parole in 1998. Of course they were. But Hendrick, probably the worst piece of shit out of all of them, was arrested again in 2000 because he gave the Hitler salute at a concert in Germany, which is illegal to do in Germany. Nope. Yep. I'm there now. I thought he was doing it in Norway. I'm like, really? No. I'm like, oh, no. No, in Germany. Oh, no. Um, And also for taking photos inside of Auschwitz while holding Nazi banners. (gasps) Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) You can't do that. He got arrested... But I think he defected to the United States and hooked up with William Pierce, the cool. guy who wrote the Turner Diaries. Cool. But I'm, I think somebody like gave him away and eventually he was deported back to Germany and thrown in jail. Good. But by 2008, he was free again. And now he runs a record label that only distributes Nazi, Nazi socialist black metal. So- Why? Why is that a thing? I don't know. I'm going to throw that in my in my little basket of why is this a thing? Like Nazi furries. <sighs> why is this a thing? <laughs> so gross. No, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then there is the story of, I'm pretty sure it's Jan, but I'm going to call him John. It's Jan. I know, but it's easier to say John. Jan's easy. Jan's just John with a Y. Fine, I'll just say Jan. You can say John. Uh, Jan uh, Nodvait, I think is how you say his last name. Um, Former frontman of the Swedish black metal band Dissection. Much like Faust, John was convicted of being an accessory to the murder of a gay man in July of 1997. He received a 10-year prison sentence for that crime. But he apparently felt a lot of remorse for the murder. So unlike everyone else we've talked about so far, he actually felt bad. He's like the only one that actually felt bad. Um, He's like, guys, I was misled. I'm real sorry. Yeah. But when he got out of jail, he was still a big part of the black metal scene. Oh. Um, Two years after being released from prison, he killed himself in a very deliberate way. He left a suicide note and a will along with letters to his father and his girlfriend, and died surrounded uh, by candles and a satanic grimoire. He had been planning on doing this. He had a very specific way he wanted to do it. And basically, it was like, I I have... Um, I've done everything I can with music. I've reached my peak. And I want to go out at my peak and just have have this memory of me. Oh, that's so sad. It's sad. Of course, because he's the only one who actually gave a shit when he did something terrible. Yeah, that's this is like the only instance where I feel actually really bad yeah. for him. But at the same time, he was planning on doing this. Right. So, I don't know. Wait, how old was he? 
He was not. Was it twenty something? Uh, twenties or thirties, maybe. Like, you know what? PSA for you kids out there. You you think you might maybe you think you peaked. Let me tell you, someone who's in her mid thirties. I think I'm starting to reach my peak. <laughs> Just the so beginning. Like, so like when you think you peaked, maybe you didn't. You probably have a whole so, lot of years ahead of you. So don't kill yourself is what I'm trying to yeah. tell you. It's just, it's one of those suicides that has nothing to do with depression or mental health or anything. He consciously did this. But can't you, I don't know. I would argue that that still has something to do with mental health and depression. Um, you know, because it's like... It was never an official factor I guess. In, the, in the suicide investigation, I suppose. Because there's got to be something. Like, what part of... And, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking from my own experience. Just, like, what part of you, when you want to kill yourself, isn't like, well, this sucks. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Yeah. And and that I would attribute to depression. There is an argument to be made yeah. for a mental health issue in this instance. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a very um, clear thought out path of what he wanted to do. Right. But I guess maybe that just means he thought about it for a while. Two years. That's fucked. Yeah. And a whole prison sentence of 10 years to think about it. Wait, he but was then, in prison. Hold up. But then why up. didn't he do it in prison? He was in prison for 10 years. Yes. But half these other motherfuckers were like out in like a month on good behavior. Well, this is Sweden, not Norway. This is so confusing. <laughs> Either way. I, I honestly know shit about Sweden's prison system. Well, I know they're stricter than Norway. Apparently. Either way, it's kind of a waste. So I can't even go into the countless number of neo-Nazi crimes that were committed in in the name of black metal. The early Norwegian scene really influenced the Scandinavian neo-Nazi movement so is it neo what's with the crossover with neo-nazism and black metal is it that there is it just the straight up racism of like this of looking this certain nordic way the the you know the aryan kind of look is that what kind of triggers it i think a lot of it has to do with believing in the old norse mythology right um and like varg who is really influenced by that he just started thinking well Clearly, we are, us as Norwegians are descended from these old Norse gods, and we are godlike in some way, so clearly we're better than everybody else. But I think also because they have such a close proximity to Germany, hmm. that maybe that the whole World War II Nazi movement had some sort of lasting impression on a lot of people. But I feel... I, I know nothing of Germany. I'm really not great with my European current events. But, I mean, are there even that many neo-Nazis in Germany? I don't know, because I know that there are a lot of laws against expressing any kind of belief right. in that. And I feel like maybe they're trying really hard to shake that image, so they're like, let's not, though. Right, right. So, I, like, it, it begs a lot of questions in my head. Like, so now is it, you know... Because, again, then Norway's all, oh, well, wah, things are too good. Let's all just be fucking neo-Nazis. Yeah. And that was certainly a very good way Ugh. to have this counterculture against, you know, this peaceful, idyllic Norwegian life. 
And so I, why not piss people off by being fucking Nazis and white supremacists? And well, and I guess you can kind of correlate it to currently in America. You know, you have all these neo-Nazis, white supremacists coming out of the woodwork now because as we become more progressive as a nation, you're getting these fringe groups coming out and being like, well, I don't like that. Well, as soon as any large group of people start becoming more progressive, the staunch conservative types are going to double down on it as yeah. well in fact so, they're just quadrupling down at yeah this point. so of course now that we have a younger group of voters who are more liberal and more progressive we're getting the opposite of that um, having just as much fervor as the liberals are because and, they feel like they have to double down right because they're they are threatened right they know they're threatened yeah, like, they know that they're on their way out and they are on the wrong side yeah. of history. There's no way you don't realize that. And it's weird to me, too, because and in here and in, like, the black metal scene, it, these these aren't, these are people our age or younger. And I don't understand Yeah, where, how where you the fuck be, did you get this from? Yeah, I guess from your parents, but we're watching TV, we're on the internet, we're communicating with each other we're communicating with other countries and other people we're closer knit to people who are different from us than we ever were before so it's weird to me that these people are just saying no mm, white people i think we as in like you and i our social circle are kind of looking at it through kind of rose-colored glasses also because Mm -hmm. We're in a liberal state for the right. most part. We surround ourselves with liberal, liberal-minded people, so it's hard for us to put ourselves in other people's shoes in other parts of the country, right? In situations where they grew up completely different than we did, with parents with completely different ideologies, yeah. and and even like different ways of teaching certain subjects in school. But, but yeah, that was that was a bit of a tangent. But I just I guess overall, I was just trying to really comprehend. It's just it's so weird to me that they just grasped. They've really grasped on more than anything. I mean, it, there's nothing in Norse mythology that says, oh, you know, this race is shit. It's just that they have this imagery of what it looks like. Yeah. And, and what, what it, it should, should look be. like. And so it's weird. It's just I'm trying to grasp it. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that. At that point, neo-Nazism was everything that normal society was against. Right. And that was like their core belief was that they had to be the antithesis of normal society. Right. So why not embrace something that everybody fucking hates to be that much more extreme, that much more crazy, that much more, you know, like boogeymen, you know? It's like when we're in high school and we draw anarchy A's all over I think. Yeah, we don't so fucking harsh. know what anarchy was. We don't understand what anarchy no is. No fucking clue. <sighs> to close this out, I think is it's a really good point to make here that this scene was a music scene that didn't really focus on music. It really didn't. If you think about it, we haven't really talked much no. about the music at all. And I'm I, so... I looked into the music finally this week. It's not very good. It's not great. Really? It's not great. Oh, I didn't no. want to say like mayhem. Oh, this the no. vocals. Oh, that's so bad. The vocals. Yeah. Can you know what? 
we'll we'll post a playlist that you can listen to. But yeah. Mayhem's vocals? Oh, they're not good. Good luck listening to more than two or three Did songs. Did you listen to Burzum? Like, I would say at least, I mean, I again, a handful of songs, so maybe I missed out on the real gems, <laughs> but at least the vocals weren't as aggravating. It was it was slightly better than Mayhem. Um, I think a lot of Mayhem's problem was their their recording was just shit. Oh, yeah. Absolute shit. Oh, yeah. And at least... I will give it to Varg. He could record decently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the man could play everything. Right. So, and I hope you can record well <laughs> if you can play all the fucking instruments. Yeah. And I will give it to, to metal musicians. Mm. You need to be really fucking talented in order to play anything in a metal band. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what subgenre of metal it is. You need to be good. These these guys were they were just making fucking music in their basements. They yeah. didn't have all of this, you know, great equipment to record on. In all the research I did for these two episodes, I realized no one else is, has really talked about the music either aside from talking about how, how unbelievably savage this new kind of metal was. Mm-hmm. And that's because I honestly don't think music was the main focus of the group. No. Their actual focus was on presentation, which became a huge part of their culture. Presentation was the end destination and the music was merely the vehicle that got them there. So it's kind of like, well, if you want to spread some kind of ideology or make a whole lot of people really uncomfortable, (laughs) then a really good way to do that is join a band. Yeah. Especially if that band can create a completely new genre of music. That way, yeah, you can play music, you can make an album, people will buy it, you'll get money, you can go on a tour, make more money, go on a bigger tour. Right. The bigger you can get with that music, the farther your ideology is going to spread the farther your evil is going to spread you know they they wanted to spread the evil to the masses and the best way to do that is to just fucking join a band and travel around and scare the shit out of people yeah and i mean i will say image wise it worked like i got hyped i'm like oh i'm gonna listen to this it's gonna be so good yeah and it's oh this is not good but but when people (laughs) think of uh, Norwegian black metal, at least for me, the first thing I think about is a corpse paint, the black clothes, yep. the crazy costumes, mm-hmm. pig's heads on stakes, blood. Satanism, yeah. blood, murder. I think of all of these things and not the music. Yeah, they were thinking about the scene. They weren't thinking about the yeah. actual music. They wanted the scene to be big. And the music was just like a secondary thing. Which, and it's so funny, that's so opposite of what I normally go for, too. I'm like, oh, if your music sucks, I don't really give a shit what you look like. Yeah. But in this one, I'm like, but you do look real badass. Right? Shit. <laughs> Damn it. But then I try to listen. I'm like, oh, no, but it's real bad. <laughs> but I like the stories. The stories are The real stories cool. are really great. And I mean, like, come on, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I love Lord of the Rings. If you're going to use Lord of the Rings as one of your main sources of inspiration, fuck, sign me up. Yeah. Good. I'm here for it. Yep. Oh, your voice makes me want to punch myself in the face. 
Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I'll just look at you. You know what? Like you look real cool. That's 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 good though. That's that that works. I like your crop top though. Oh, uh, I love them crock to- crock tops. Crock tops. <laughs> Crocs are making crop tops. They're called crock tops. Oh, now I'm picturing Euronymous in a crop top wearing Crocs. Mm. Oh, rip Euronymous. <laughs> rip for my homies. Pour um, one out for you, Euronymous. Oh. I uh I do I guess we should also say how so now Varg out of jail. He's Avi. out of jail. He is married, he has children, he Ugh. is raising the new generation of neo Nazi white supremacist pieces of shit. Is that according to Varg? Drink. <laughs> but he has written a lot. He's written some books, some with the help of his wife. Um, what are they about? B- being white fucking douchebags? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and being white fucking douchebags no, by Varg and his wife. He he writes a lot about Norse mythology and how it relates to, you know, white people being the best people. Um, I was like, oh, I like Norse mythology. Not this Norse mythology. Nope. More like nope mythology. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> slow clap for that one i'll take it <laughs> yeah so he and he does his blog where his vlog his vlog Varg vlog Varg vlog <laughs> um vlog seriously do yourself a favor and do not yeah look it up on youtube Actually, i'm gonna state we will purposely not post anything about his stupid bullshit i don't want to promote it i don't want to promote it yeah don't promote it don't give him the fucking attention like just fucking ignore it because that's what they want they want you to fucking and i will i will tell you right now it will make you angry yeah unless you yourself are a white supremacist oh and never read the comments and don't read the comments i Um, always make that mistake on youtube and i'm like (laughs) why did i do this (laughs) but it's it's kind of funny because now like, uh, the only thing people want to talk to Varg about is the, you know, Norwegian black metal scene right. of the 90s and his involvement in it. And he will go on and on about how he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. The scene was terrible. The music was terrible. Nobody cares about it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm Donald Trump. Dildos. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he loves Donald Trump, Oh, I he? bet he fucking loves him. Oh, um, Actually, no. No, he probably doesn't because he also fucking hates Americans and everything that has to do with America. Hates it. But he just goes on and on about how fucking horrible the scene is and how he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. But every fucking vlog that he has right. is about the black metal scene. <sighs> so what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. But this 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 is Varg in a nutshell. Like, Ugh. oh, this fucking sucks. And I don't want to talk about it. But let me talk about it forever and ever and always. Because this is the only reason I can do what I do. And yeah, the only reason people only know reason, my name. Yeah, exactly. That's the only fucking reason people know who you are. So shut your fucking mouth and stop yeah. vlogging. And get the fuck out. Yeah. Also, he um created a role playing game. Yeah, I'm listening. Um, I don't I don't know <laughs> the specifics of it because I I don't role play, but apparently it's yo you don't tabletop RPG girl <laughs> get in it D and D for life. No rogue level five. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I need some more black metal songs about role playing games. Oh, I'm oh, there's tons. Well, I'm sure there's show tons. them to me. 
But not Mayhem's. Yeah, I don't think they have any Woof. anyway. Um, Sorry, Mayhem. Yeah, he he made a, a tabletop RPG, and apparently it's real boring. Oh, it's, and it's also I think it it uh, puts together elements of fantasy in okay. like Lord of the Rings type stuff, right? But also some weird like anti-fascist national <sighs> white supremacist garbage. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think you want to play it. I'm, I'm sure I don't, but that doesn't stop me from being insanely curious yeah. as someone who does wish, tabletop RPG. I wish I could remember the name of it. Because I might it's look re- that up. It's it's on Wikipedia. It's on his Wikipedia page, so oh, wow. I just can't remember the name of it. I'll look that up. Um, um, slightly changing gears. Didn't he, did he talk at all? So they they made a movie. They made yeah, a movie about this called Lords year. of Chaos. And it premiered at Sundance in January, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen anything about, like, an actual release date. I haven't seen anything about it showing in re- regular movie theaters. Yeah. It has, what's his face? Rory Culkin? Rory. Macaulay Culkin's That's like, that brother. is a name I cannot pronounce. Rory Culkin. Rory Culkin. Rory Culkin. Because I want to call him McCulkin. Because I'm thinking of Macaulay McCulkin. Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay McCulkin. You nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. All right. Anyway. Movie. It's called Lords of Chaos. Yeah. Based on, like, shit from the book. And it's directed by What's-His-Face? Jonas Ackerlund. Yeah, from... Original drummer of Bathory. Yes. Which is kind of And director of Ray of Light by Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Most um, widely known for directing that Ray of Light music video. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, no. Varg has a whole video about yeah. him talking about that. I like. I want to know what his opinion is, but I don't want to watch his video. Oh, he hates it. I'm of sure course he, he hates it. Why wouldn't he hate it? Rory plays Euronymous, though, right? Yes. Rory McCulkin. And, um, okay. So I, I watched uh, Varg's bullshit opinion on it and he said that they asked him and other members of the black metal scene to use their um music right because they have to get the rights obviously according to varg drank drank um he said no that they couldn't use burzum songs and according to varg he said drank sorry sorry he said no to letting them use hit um Burza music. Of course he did. And according to him, he or, or other members of the scene wouldn't let them either. Huh. So I'm not really sure if they can use their names, but it looks like they're using their actual names. Yeah, they, I think you can use names. It's the licensing comes along with the music. Right. And they don't have to get their permission to use their likeness, or not their likeness, but like their names and portrayals story, and whatever. I guess. I mean, they would have to get the rights to the story because they're using the book Lords of Chaos as their source material and also the two authors of the book wrote the screenplay Mm. so i don't know but he's weird rules he said no to letting them use the music which i guess we'll find out is true or not when it actually comes out right because i would love to see it i would too 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he was pissed off because he said that the the filmmakers were well aware that he does not like Jewish people, so they cast a a. He he must think that this kid is Jewish. He doesn't know, but the kid's last name is Cohen, so he oh, just automatically assumes so that he's, he's Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. Um, and then he said that Euronymous would be pissed off because uh, Euronymous was against um, the the Culkins. Drug- no, <laughs> <laughs> I hate Macaulay. Culkin. Home Alone is worst movies ever. <laughs> Euronymous this- would love Home Alone. I, yeah, I bet Home Alone came out before he was murdered so yeah i bet he did love it he probably did he like, probably well, went we, and saw it in the theater i really this is real cool movies guys i, I like it i like this macaulay mcculkin's character <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah apparently uh bark said that he was euronymous was really against uh junkies and drug addicts and thought that they should just be exterminated okay. and then he's like so who do they cast as euronymous an ex-junkie was, like, but was, is Rory Culkin an ex junkie? Because I, I, I think you're mixing up your Culkins here. <laughs> you're mixing up your Culkins. That <laughs> sounds like a weird drug. <laughs> you're mixing up your Culkins. No, don't be mixing up my Culkins. Yeah, let's make that a thing. Hashtag mixing up your Culkins. <laughs> they do look a lot alike, though. They do. It's kind of weird. But yeah, I, I, as far well, as I know, Rory Culkin did not have a drug issue. Right. But I could, I certainly could not be could be wrong. Right. But he definitely isn't in a band called Pizza Underground. Is he? No, he's not. No, Macaulay, Macaulay is. Macaulay McCulkin is. <laughs> Stop mixing up McCulkins. Oh. Oh my God. But yeah, fuck, fuck him. Fuck Varg. Rip your anonymous. Yeah. I, I feel like the the. Only one that I really give a shit about anymore is Fenris because he's just fun. Yeah. He's a fun guy. Fenris is fun. Yeah. Um, he was the original drummer from Dark Throne. Right. Who has the side project called Isengard. And he was like the main subject of that documentary Until the Light Takes Us that was released right. in 2009. It's a really good documentary. It doesn't really give you a whole lot of information about what happened mm-hmm. but it kind of follows Fenris and kind of gives you it's an you, interesting watch it is for sure gives you kind of insight into how how the black metal scene was functioning mm-hmm. in the early 2000s so that was pretty good and most recently <laughs> Fenris made some headlines because uh, in his hometown uh, in Norway, I guess they a leftist group that was trying to run f- for like council member, town council member, okay. contacted him and they were like, "So, would you want to be like a backup candidate?" What? And he was just like, "Sure, whatever, I don't care." And he was under the impression that he would just be like a backup person, right. like in case somebody like dropped out or whatever, and had absolutely no intentions of doing anything. And he even had, he made, like, uh, 
what are they called? Campaign posters. Oh my god. It's just a picture of him holding his cat and underneath <gasps> it says, please don't vote for me. Oh my god. But everybody voted for him. Everybody voted why for would him. You, why would you? Oh my god. Of course everybody's going to vote for I you. I need to run for local office now. And just tell everybody, don't vote for and me. And just hold my dog yes. and be like, don't vote for me. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I live in a county that's mostly old people. They wouldn't vote for me. Yeah, you should move to Troy, and then you can do that. <sighs> Everyone would fucking love it. Dreams. I think I would do real well doing city council in Troy. Mm-hmm. Someday. Someday I'll get there. All right. I think I think that's a good place to wrap it up, though. I think, I yeah. think we've... Between we the McCulkins and... Uh... <laughs> and according to Varg, and a- drink. drink. Um, I think... Yeah, we've covered a lot. I hope, I hope I did a pretty comprehensive. I think I think we history. kept it a little more focused on just certain aspects of it, which which is good, because you know, like there's a lot. There I mean, is a like lot. there is a good chunk that we didn't even talk about, but it it is it's hard to follow. Yeah, and it I, can get really confusing when researching this stuff or like watching documentaries or listening to other podcasts about it, everyone kind of just stops with Varg's trial once he gets thrown in jail for killing Euronymous. Everyone kind of just stops there. But there's so many crimes that happen after right. this that are still going on That's now. why I was like, oh, wait, there, there's still shit after Varg went oh, to jail. Yeah. I didn't realize there was. Because like, you're right. Most most everybody stops with Varg going to jail. Yeah. And I only outline like three things that happened, I think. But there's just so many. And there's countless neo-Nazi garbage that happens within the black metal scene. It's not just Norway anymore. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's America. There's a big scene in Poland. There's... Ugh. Sweden, there's Germany, there's Denmark, there's fucking everywhere. So the moral story is, kids, don't be a fucking Nazi. Yeah. If Stop you, it. If you want to worship Satan, that's fine. Yeah, I have no problems with you worshiping Satan, but being a Just Nazi is bullshit. Being a Nazi is bullshit. Don't do that. Don't fucking do it. And, you know... Chill with the pigs' heads on steaks. Nobody it's needs to... It just smells. Like, it's I bet it smells real bad. It's just kind of gross. Like, I don't do that kind of shit. Like, I'll throw up everywhere. Unless you want vomit in your show, in which case that's effective. (laughs) Maybe that's what they were going for. Now I'm torn. Hmm. Hmm. I guess it depends on the band. I suppose it does. No mayhem. Uh, Oh, mayhem is still going, by the way. Oh, I know. I'm pretty sure the the only original member still left is either Necro Butcher or Hellhammer. I think it's Necro Butcher. And I think Necro Butcher just put out a book. Oh. Which I didn't know existed until I, I saw an interview. I it's a cookbook. Uh, <laughs> You're that was a good brain stew. Yum. Oh. Or no, Dead's brain stew. That's Dead's better. brain stew. You said I could have his arm. <laughs> told me I could have he this. told me I could have <laughs> We need to end this episode. Yes. Yes. So we'll we'll do y'all a favor. We'll post some fun videos on social media for the next couple days. Keep you guys in the loop. Find the Vice thing and all that jazz. Uh, yes. So and we'll make a playlist. So if you are curious about the music, I think you should listen to it. Just one. Just t- just so you said you did. <laughs> just do it. Then so, you can find all the things that we post on our social media, which you should follow us on if you don't already. And yes. that is our Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Rock Candy Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Rock Candy Pod. We have our website, www.rockcandypodcast.com. 
I've been drinking mead. I'm drinking every time we said, according to Varg, drink. <laughs> uh, you know, send us emails if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, whatever. And leave us reviews. Like, throw some kind words up in iTunes and some stars. Stars and kind words is what we're looking for. Because helps us get a little bit more noticed on the internets. And that'd yeah. be cool. Like, I think we're funny. I think we're worth it. Also, do you think we're worth it? Because if you do, you should say things. Yeah. Also, we're starved for attention. So oh, please. sincerely <laughs> starved for attention. I I can always use a nice pat on the head. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. So tune in next week. Not going to lie. We're get, get ready for another two-parter, kids. It's still Metal Mania. It's still Metal Mania. Still fucking rocking out, Devil Horn. Might even drag this into June. We'll see. No, I'm pretty sure we're gonna drag this. We're into gonna. June. Dra- we're dragging it, guys. Into we're dragging June. this into June, but it's totally gonna work out. Yeah. Oh, just you fucking wait. <laughs> and with that, party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. Skull. Skull. And party on, you crazy kids out there. Bye. Bye.